0: Hello and welcome to Al Pellets Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. Our goal at Al Pellets is to help agriculture teachers like you find research-based solutions to the problems you face every day in the middle and high school classroom, and as you advise your FFA chapters. Here you will find practical tips for your agriculture classroom and interesting information to incorporate into your teaching we invite the best agricultural education faculty and researchers from around the country to come and talk with us and share what they have learned. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from North Carolina State University, and me, Brian Myers from the University of Florida. For more information on Owl Pellets, please be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram And visit our webpage at owlpelletsfrag.wordpress.com. All right. Hey, Al Pellets. This is Brian and Kate. We're here by the Al Pellet. We are in beautiful Hot Springs, Arkansas at the Arkansas FFA Camp, Camp Couchdale. Uh, It is a beautiful place. We have some phenomenal Arkansas ag teachers here with us, and Kate is here too. Wow.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Please, sir, I'm trying to be impressive in front of my teachers, like for my
0: state. You cannot be a prophet in your own land, Dr. shoulders <laughs> <laughs> Uh and I leave in two days and you'll never see me again. This is fantastic. Uh so we again we are excited to have you guys here uh, doing great things. And we are gonna we're gonna do a real quick introductions of everybody, to talk about why we're here, because we're gonna talk about interdu- inter... inner Acting with uh, teachers of other content areas, but first we'll, we'll start over there. Jason, why don't you start us off introducing yourself, and then we'll go around the, around the table real quick, and we'll go from there. Boy, right off the bat.
2: Um, Jason Benz has been teaching at Paris High School, starting year eleven. Uh, we have a multi-teacher program with shop classes and uh, plant science and animal science, and then we have built two new facilities, so wow. a decent-sized program in the River standing. Valley.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm not as impressive. I am Sunny Wise. I'm the act teacher at Concord. I just finished my first year teaching and it was the most amazing, crazy thing I've ever done in my life. My program's very small, we're one a 1A school. Um, but I absolutely
0: love it. We have a survivor of the group.
1: <laughs>
3: it can happen. You
0: can live you can live to tell the tale, tale after your first year teaching. You
1: are just as impressive as Jason. No offense to you Jason, but don't don't yeah. feel like you're No, uh, I'm way better impressive. <laughs>
4: She did call once a
1: week crying. <laughs> no, well, maybe, maybe
3: once.
4: Nope. So. Uh, Anthony Sanders. I am uh, starting my 16th year at Valley View. Uh, we are a plant science, animal science program. We do hu- huge community gardens.
0: And we are an ag science fair school. Uh, so. And more importantly, he's a Cub fan. <laughs> so he's already, he's already big, big uh, scorer <laughs> on my side. So... I-, I love you all equally, but he's my favorite. <laughs> I've
5: seen your Facebook video of the garden. It's a pretty awesome. impressive. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm Katherine Quinn. I'm a sixth year, going into my sixth year, non traditional ag teacher at Yelville Summit. And uh, we have a two uh, teacher program doing power structures and plant science. And uh, I help to coordinate our school garden and do some farm to school work on our campus. Small school. Awesome. All right.
6: I'm Cheryl Myers. I am. Uh, Well, I'm unconventional, but I'm not unconventional. (laughs) I didn't start teaching until about eight years ago. Went into ag, I've raised seven kids. Uh, Spent uh, 10 years milking cows, 17 years raising chickens, and I'm at a small school, just an A school like you, and uh, I do everything. Uh, You know, whatever needs to be done, I have to do it.
1: There you go. And I will say, I'm gonna brag on Cheryl for a minute, because every time I go to her program, she has managed to take something that, like, Someone randomly was going to throw away and turn it into something absolutely awesome for her program. It's it's so cool to go in there and see where where I have students that come in and they're like, I have no money. They won't give me anything. And I say, you go over and visit Cheryl Myers, <laughs> and then I want you to come
0: back and complain to me. <laughs> so you guys talk about small schools. So just give us what's your enrollment? Uh, there's like
3: 150 kids. No. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like 150. 150. Okay. And in it's the school. Well, Seven through 12. Yeah.
0: Okay.
6: Okay, yes. I have two hundred and twenty-five kindergarten, three twelfth.
0: Oh yeah, you're much smaller than me on that okay. spectrum. Okay,
6: y'all win. <laughs> so, didn't know it was a competition. We have forty-six FFA members. Wow, oh. we have 65 affiliated See?
0: chapters. That's yes. for the little yes. people. Let <laughs> you know. Come affiliated. Well, that's great. We the, the chapter where I taught, I would talk about for Florida. I'm in mean, Florida now. We have a very, very large schools. A small school in Florida now is 500. What? Eight, 9 through 12. When, when I taught, <laughs> I had 264 uh, in the high school grades, 9 through 12. And people think I'm in a tiny, tiny little school to do that too. So schools of all size to do this. And so that may be part of we talk about school that are different sizes on today's topic about interacting with teachers of other content areas so true confession time how well do you guys think you're interacting and how how are you interacting with teachers of other content areas right now and we'll talk about the good the bad the ugly of it now but are you guys doing it now or not
3: yes 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 yep you have to it's a game if you don't if you're not good to them then okay when your kids are gone for an event then they miss a test or they miss an assignment and that teacher wants to punish that kid because they were gone doing something like you have to be able to tell them like hey I know we were gone and you you tell your kids you have to put that accountability on them because that also helps strengthen the relationship that they have like one day to get it done when you get back so you have to stay on your kid but also that teacher's like oh she does care she is going to make sure they do my work and that you know, math is just as important as learning about cheese and milk quality products, like, right. so you have to find validity for them and to keep on your students, and that's what strengthens your relationship. It's not necessarily me talking to the science teacher because that does not work well, but me telling my kid to do their work and making sure they're performing well in that class,
1: that's what gets that relationship. Sure. So you said something there that I'm curious about because okay. I remember doing this now, people watching this I think probably know this already because I think I've said it before but I'm an introvert going up to another teacher and being like hey let's work together it is not me and so I think oftentimes like where you guys were like yeah I work with them I work with them I work with them I would have been like nope and I don't want to just because it's my personality not because I don't like to work with other teachers it's tough for me to go out and do that and you said now like me going up and talking to the science teacher that does not work tell me about that and I'm curious what you all think about that aspect
3: there's always, you know, s- select teachers that maybe, um, you know, I just can't figure out why they're teachers, but <laughs> um, oh, they, they're not happy. And, um, you know, there's there's ones that are going to be grumpy no matter what. I mean, your kid could come back and pass the test and do great and never miss a beat in that classroom, and they're still going to be like, oh, well, you were gone five days this week for fair. <laughs> All right, Shannon, get the back. Like, it's okay. We'll work it out. But... There are certain teachers, the science teacher, it's hard um,
1: to appease her, but... She won't listen to this, it'll be fine. Yeah, um, (laughs) but I mean,
3: she's difficult, and I'm sure we all have that one teacher that's just like, always on your damn case, just like, okay, well, you're gone again? Oh, great, there's another contest, like, and so showing her through many very gentle ways, because I'm not a gentle person, I'm very aggressive and abrasive, and... Jason that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so true.
2: Um, She's but, talking about their grumpy teacher I mean I am the grumpy he, <laughs> teacher. If you don't
3: so have a grumpy
1: teacher you, you are, are the grumpy, grumpy teacher.
3: teacher. <laughs> but slowly showing her ways that like these it does matter it does count and like it's cool whenever we go over something in class and then they'll be going over it in chemistry and they'll go hey we talked about that today in so and so's class and I'm like oh yeah tell her that tell her that we were going over in our too. Yeah, and so that helps her like see that we're not we're not evil like we're not on different pages like I just may be here at the very front and she's pretty much back here we're still the same book and we're getting closer to the same page but it may take
0: a while. So a lot of that is about building relationships. I think we're talking about there is working with those other content teachers and it's helping them understand our program and those those sort of things. In I think all of us have teachers we probably got along with and, and those we didn't. You know, Back a thousand years ago, according to, to Kate, when I, my first year of teaching, I, the industrial arts teacher and the business teacher basically are the reason I'm still here. I mean, they were the ones that kind of took me under the wings. They had been teaching since Noah first taught, you know, they, they, and they were in that community and they knew it. And so we had a very close working relationship in, this, in a smaller school to do that. So we had a lot of collaboration between the two programs. We had a huge ag-mech facility that the industrial arts teacher and I actually shared. He taught fabrication and stuff and I taught ag mechanics down there. So we were basically forced to work together. Do you guys have any kind of partnerships with that? We talk a lot about how do we partner with science teachers for agri-science credit how do, or agri-science fair. Agri-science fair,
4: that's, that's a big key. Mm-hmm. I found out I involved the English teachers, the science teachers, the math teachers all of them with that. Because if there's math involved in it, I want somebody to check it out. Mm -hmm. If there's English involved in it, I want them to check it out. And the science, I know I teach animal science, agro-science, but I might not be able to figure everything out. So they look at the papers too, and they say, hey, this is wrong, this is wrong. And it helps the kids out, it helps me out. And then later on, they can come to me if they have a problem, and I can help them out. So So it's it's really-
1: I'm curious do that how do you get them on board with like do you i mean how do you set that relationship up because brian you're right it's all about relationships how do you ask how do you get them to be really excited about taking on additional work so that they're helping ag
4: students it it helps that we have the large community garden they come and get vegetables in that community garden Uh we also raise about five or six acres of other vegetables and when we have extras we pass them out And that helps a lot, too, because they see that and they think, well, you're giving me all this stuff and I'm not giving you anything back. So when I come to them and say, hey, can you look at this and see if this is APA style or can you look at this and see if this math is right, they're happy to look at it. Now, it may take a couple days still. That's not their priority. But they do look at it and they do get it done. Also,
5: if you think about that in terms of uh, evidences for our professional Mm -hmm. growth plan and things like that, I mean, that collaboration, intersubject collaboration only – helps to improve your end-of-the-year evaluation. That's just one beast
4: that we work with. Somebody brings something down from a science lab. Hey, this broke. Can you fix it? Mm -hmm. Well, I've got time. I'm sure going to fix it because I know they're going to give me something later on. It's a give-and-take relationship, and if you don't have that, I've worked in a school where I didn't have that, Sure. and it was miserable. Mm -hmm.
0: You feel like you're on your own, Mm -hmm. and when you're on your own, you're on an island, and there's no help. So, I want you guys to think for a minute. I'll give you guys a minute to think about this. I want, I want you to think about your absolute best experience collaborating with another teacher or just working with with another teacher in your school or, or wherever else about something. That absolute best experience.
6: Well, I, I, I have lots of them, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, we're a small school. We have a major turnaround on our teachers. Uh, you know, I've been teaching for eight years now, and I have been there the longest. Mm. Wow, really? in yes, the whole I, I have one other coach that has been there longer than I have. Whoa, and so we have major turnover. Uh, real easy to step in. These new teachers come in, they're kind of frightened, it's new to them and stuff. I can be their best friend real fast, okay. Awesome. And so, what I try to do is coordinate my lessons around their lessons, and what ends up happening is they end up coordinating their lessons around mine. So, when we do essays. They can do essays at the same time. The kids are doing essays on subjects that they like to do. I do animals, we do species, and we break them down into breeds. The kids get to pick out which breed. That essay can turn around and go and uh, be graded for an English essay. Uh, I let them give me what they want to be found in the essay. I grade content. They grade grammatical stuff. And uh, I do the same thing with history. When I talk about uh, our history teacher is probably the hardest one for me. Uh, but when I talk about FFA history, he likes to talk about wars. I like to talk about famines. <laughs> you know, uh, well, it sounds you like know. a party to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you, so, uh, history. so we coordinate that way, and uh, and then of course math. Oh, that's really easy. Here's the formula. Go ask, or here's the problem. Go ask your math teacher the formula for this. And then all of a sudden, she's saying, oh, you're using my formulas into practical application. And we got it. And like I said, I have to do it over and over again because we have such a turnaround with teachers. But I can be their first friend.
0: Well, I think what you talked about there, there's there's so much research that tells us that we learn things best in a context. Oh, yeah. Math, science, those sort of things. And, you, you know when you talk to math and science teachers especially, they're always struggling with how do I put this into a context that actually means something to these kids. And I think what you, you hit on right there is if we can work with the, the math teachers and give them a context to we're trying to measure this field or we're trying to build this garden or we're trying to – whatever we're trying to do, math is everywhere, it gives them – it makes their lives easier. And I think So that, that is not only building relationships for us, which is important, but it also helps them – do a better job of teaching the kids and helping our students and, and making sure we're using that same language with them to do it. So I think there's a, there's a lot of research that tells us that is what we should be doing and it's great to actually see it be working and actually pay the dividends like we're, like we're hoping to.
5: I really like uh, engaging with the uh, primary school teachers and doing the garden based learning with our students so what I do as kind of overseeing that is help provide lesson material and uh, the tools and things that they need to get their kids out in the garden so for example a second grade teacher was reading the book Little Red Hen or something like that and so it was a literate liter, literacy activity they were building on all week and then we came out to the garden and I have a helper that assists with the teachers while I'm in class and um, and they were pulling up the wheat cover crop and looking at the plant growth cycle and then we took it back into the classroom and they got to thresh seed heads and get the wheat kernels out and even do like make whole grain tortillas or something which is a little involved but that brings in nutrition standards English language arts I mean plant growth cycles Um, and so it's really such a like you said more contextual learning experience for the kids and you could argue that I mean agriculture is the original a form of education, right. you know, for the human species. I mean, so there, it's just so many crossovers there. Yeah. But the little kids, they get so much enjoyment out of it. And then also, I see it as kind of a feeder program um, mm-hmm. coming up Absolutely. Um, for kids coming into the program to kind of dispel the, you know, aged um, stereotypes. Right. Keep yourself visible. Keep yeah. yourself that's visible.
4: Of, that's, that's the thing. And that's why we do what we do, is we keep ourselves visible. Mm-hmm. It, it helps in the long run. actually, of them, you know, teachers, we work with even kids that Ag is just the real world lab. I mean, mm-hmm.
2: Those kids that, oh, I'm not gonna do this because it's geometry, well, right? the kid just did it for me an hour ago, Yeah, exactly. he does it well, yep. but yes. it's the approach, and yes. you know, even those kids you struggle with, your biology, your sciences, I can show that kid real quick, this is how you're actually gonna use it in the real world. And A lot of kids anymore need that justification. I was that kid. Yep. They're I'm hungry for I'm it yeah. like, I'm not ever gonna use this, I'm
0: like. I, I got one of those at home to figure that whole thing. I mean, he, he was one of those kids that, like I said before on the podcast, he, he knew not going to school was not an option because his, you know, he needed to live. Um, but he went to school for ag class. And that was, that, and that got him motivated to get him through the day to do that. But I wanna hit on to something Catherine said there earlier was when, you know, number one, sometimes we think about working with content teachers. I, my first thought was the other folks in our high school building. But you brought a good point. It's also the other folks in our district. It's the primary teachers and those sort of things. But everything in there, in addition to providing context, was the intentionality. think so often we're like, and again, this is my own battle scars. I would get calls all the time because they wanted us to hold a petting zoo. I don't know if that's still a a big thing or not. Or barbecue, or do the for prom, or fix a thing. But every group was coming through down and wanted a petting zoo. And finally, I'm like, it was a pain to do all this kind of stuff. But then, and then you're trying to think of all the learning that's happening. The learning wasn't happening because all we were doing was throwing animals in a pile they were coming through scratching the head of the calf isn't that cute and ma- maybe if so, if anybody learned anything it was completely by accident mm-hmm. you know and, and and to do that and finally we figured out we had, if we were more intentional we started bringing agro science fair projects out there and i think that's what you're doing there it could have been very easy to have the, this primary teacher come to your classroom and say show me a little red hen or whatever you want to do but you've taken it that next step by being intentional to show them all the processes as we have. And I think in addition to being the context is being intentional and remembering to keep teaching. And, and, and to not let the context just be a fun thing that they get caught up in, but we're actually learning. And I commend you for doing that, because again, that, that is research-based stuff is that we have to be intentional in our teaching. Whether or not we may have written out objectives on that, but in your brain, you kind of know what you're trying to get accomplished with that experience, and that's the kind of stuff that we have to be doing, so that's really cool.
1: We used to do something a little similar. There are some topics, you know, every once in a while where you're like, ah, there is no hands-on way to do this thing, I'm not, you know, like, but you want to keep students engaged, and we used to go and take, um, our students would make books, children's books, about, like, difficult to, uh, uh, germination was one of them, right? Like, it's tough to show it, and tough to really get through the process, other than, like, it's a seed, it, and poof, there it is, right? And so, like, how much learning actually happens there. And we would go and take them to the elementary schools and read them. But, Anthony, you're making me think with what you were saying, like, gosh, why didn't I take those to the English teachers, and mm-hmm. the art teachers, then get them to really look at the illustrations and the accuracy and get them to really look at how they were written. So there's some really great opportunities there.
4: This is the first year that we've actually done that heavily, so we'll see how that translates into it. Yeah, I'm excited. But I'm the last couple of years, we've kind of moved into that.
1: I'm curious to see like the long-term impact like how does that change your daily or weekly interactions with these teachers that you know maybe if you see them in the hallway before it's just hey and suddenly it's like hey how's so-and-so doing in your class or hey you know like how does that shift over that kind of long-term not We're
6: not, we're not just doing? educating our students in that point either we're also educating educating our colleagues mm-hmm. you know when my yes. when my english teachers have to read through those essays and stuff they're learning about the livestock that my kids are learning about so then you know if they have questions i mean we're we're educating more than just ourselves Absolutely. we do a lot of this during the ffa week we bring the elementary mm-hmm. down they get to grind wheat they get to mix up wheat you know uh we uh they make flowers for the floriculture class has to make flowers yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then we also have our petting zoo, but we may have a, a lamb or two out there that needs to be sheared and they'll show them how to shear them. Uh, goats that need to have their feet trimmed, you know, so yep. it's a little bit more than just a petting zoo. It's a caring zoo. Sure.
5: And that paradigm, too, it it also raises the caliber of the product of that kid, and it, and it really makes them accountable to just more than, you know, you, ha- you have to get past just your relationship with your ag teacher because maybe right. we're all biased and whatever. I mean, but it just it raises the, the level of the quality that the student has to the expectation and also the depth of knowledge. You know, whenever we're thinking about really that higher level performance, you know, on well,
4: I you know I, our something. community garden is at our elementary and the kids see me all the time. I have a second grader going into second grade this year, but I can walk through that building and they know who I am because mm-hmm. they see me through the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. They see me outside. I come inside and talk to the office, and there I'll be kids walking through that I don't know, and they're saying, "Hey, Mr. Sanders, how are you?" Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's because of the stuff that we do on our program. They see us, I bring chickens over there or whatever. So, this day and age, too, I you know smaller schools like ours, we're bad
2: about All right, this is the grade school, and this mm-hmm. is the middle school, and this is the high school, and I'm the English teacher. Which mm-hmm. our
0: relationship, to the English teacher, is a lot better because I have to go home with an English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> we do work well there, and she teaches history, but we're talking about interactions yeah. on the professional <laughs> level. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a family <laughs> show. <laughs> <It's> a <changing laughs>
2: Uh, I don't know, you got the barn, it's just interesting. Uh, (laughs) This, you know, you're moving forward, and like smaller schools, a constant turnover. If you sit on an island in your ag department and you constantly get new principals, you know, your involvement with the other teachers, the other schools, the community, that's strength for your program, and it's huge recruiting base. I mean, you get a new principal and may not have a good people are right. may have a bad experience with that department, make come with a bad attitude. Well, if you don't have your ducks in a row, you're not showing sure that you're there and helping out and really trying to make well-rounded kids. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's what I like to see. The kid that graduates is well-rounded. It's not just specialized here specialized there. And we've got a lot of, like, we paint the football field. I teach her class. We mm-hmm. take care of the football field. And we paint it just to get involved with the athletic department because you need those guys on your side. Oh, team. yeah. Sure. Yes. Yep. And they can make or break it really quick. Absolutely. Easy.
1: Well, I mean, you to, at a small school, like, you have to share students, and that's
2: also
3: right. where those yeah.
1: enter around. That's a good idea for a and, podcast. I, I mean, I didn't think about that as a critical conversation about athletics and... Yeah, like, how
3: do you share students when, like, the sport is basketball, so you think that means that I could have show kids that are on the basketball team, but no, because we practice as soon as school starts, and no kid. I still can't figure out how we cannot put value on an SAE project or a CDE team or an LDE team but we sure have put a lot of
0: value on basketball, baseball, softball, and... So I think, I think that's, a, that's, a, that's a good point. It's about trying to find those ways. And, and it's a real challenge we have in there. Um, I think whatever size school it is, more so in a small school, because again, I graduated in a small school a th- even 1,070 years ago. Um, there was um, 80 in my graduating class, I think, you know, and so I had to, we played, we, I had to play football. If every boy in the freshman class did not play football, we would not put together a football team. I mean, just from the mathematics of yeah. it. <laughs> you know, So I, I understand, and, and it's about how do you build those partnerships to go from there.
1: But So that's one of my questions, um, and I kind of wanted to see this overall as we kind of close up. But, Sonny, you kind of mentioned something toward it. Jason, you did the same thing. So you asked about the best experience. What's the worst, and what made it? The worst? Where did you see an opportunity and could not make it happen because of something going on? It was a sport,
4: sport? Uh, and it was a spring sport that didn't start until March and we were in October and that coach would make the kids run a mile to a mile and a half every day they missed. Well mm-hmm. kids qualified for National Lags Science Fair work on Monday to Friday. That kid came back they had to run six and a half miles and it wasn't the fact that they were having to do something because they missed. It was just the fact that that's how he wanted to do it. And I can't work with that. No. My wife is a coach, and she coaches that same sport at another school, and the kid could miss seven days and not have an issue. Because it's not about that one thing, it's about having a well-rounded experience. And that's where we have our most of our issues. I'm probably the same thing. I've come unglued over that taking kids
2: national pension, and our policy was, coach can't punish the kid. Which coming into it, I'm thinking the first couple years, I'm like that's awesome. We don't punch kids for going to stuff. Well, we can make them make up the conditioning. Yes, that's and where that's they how got to get around with the running and involve snakes, which is up yeah. and down the bleachers and stuff like that.
1: Gosh, you said snakes, and I was like,
2: I don't. Whatever it is involving
1: snakes, <laughs> I don't. And do so it. I don't. I don't
3: blame kids for not wanting to miss a practice because I mean, what am I going to make them do? study in class.
4: But then, look okay. at it this way. I'm going to give them a job where they can make a bunch of money throughout right. their whole life, and only a certain percent of them are going to be an athlete past high school. Yeah. So. Well,
0: and I, I think to kind of bring this whole thing together, it, go, it goes here. A lot of it, we talked about relationship building. It's about showing value. Um, and I, I think we all know that just sitting there and throwing rocks at the, other, at the other teachers is not going to win them over. That's not going to happen. And honestly we think get is a big deal just by the just again by the mathematics and the percentage of it we're really really small when it comes in terms of the entire education thing and so yes. we can't force everybody to play by our rules we're going to go have to talk to them and how do we how do we build that relationship and help them see value in what we're doing deal with these things along the way i think the big things that i heard you guys talk about we talk about collaborations interacting with the other content teachers for our courses math and science comes up a lot as providing that context, but one we brought up here is, is English. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, and I know several English teachers, and I, I can actually hear the English teachers in my head going, they're always struggling with trying to find things for their students to write about. Because yeah. they, cool. they always said the way you learn to write is to write. But they were always struggling about trying to come up with some things that kids are interested in. And your essays or the other things we talk about, give them something that they want to write about, whether it's even
6: and they these, have to do the research these too. little short little yeah.
0: little things to get them to practice writing and it's about remembering and sh- and going to the teacher and saying hey I have a context to teach math in do I have a context to teach the science and that kind of stuff in to kind of build that partnership not trying to say you have the answers but being intentional about that to really build that strong collaboration because again we talk about agri-science. we're not trying to duplicate the science department because especially in a small school my principal doesn't need two people teaching the same thing mm-hmm. And so i got to do something different. But nowhere
1: in here did I hear anyone say, um, you know, like, going up to a teacher and saying, have I got a solution for you? Right. <laughs> right? It was, hey, I've got this thing. Would you help me with it? And then and that brings the teacher into where it's more of a collaboration. Yeah. So and you can I
6: coordinate the, it with your agenda, right? your curriculum. I, yes. Right.
1: Let, it, let it be their idea.
3: Appease them. You'll get more out of them. If and, so, and I mean, it's not going to hurt us. Right. We're, we're very nice people. We teach our kids that sometimes you have to sacrifice and And... By golly, I have to sacrifice and humble myself. I'll do it if it means my kids will be better. Right. And again, it. that focus the on the well-rounded student, right? It's the yes. same thing
0: everybody wants. And maybe the. Coach. And it's also about understanding that even if the <laughs> if the, if, the, if the English teacher gets upset because the kid keeps missing, is because they feel like they've got value in what they're trying to do, and. and Helping them see yes, I, what you have is value, and how do we help work that kind of stuff out? What do you think about of build that, that
6: kid that runs six miles so that he can go to your activity? You know, how do you feel about that? I mean, I've had that happen to my own children. I've had it happen to my students, and it's going to continue to happen. But well-rounded students, hey, you know, if you're dedicated for what you're dedicated for, you go the extra mile. Yeah. Uh,
0: if we yes. say it from here or my, yeah, we say it's it's college and career ready, what we're trying to do. Keep doing the good things that we're doing and, and managing those pieces that we can. And Y'all, bring oh,
5: learning to life too. Yeah. For that, matter.
0: Yep. We all thank you so much for being with us today. I learned a lot. I hopefully you guys got some ideas. You guys showed some great real world examples about how research can be put into practice. It was a great conversation. For those of you guys out there in Owlpelch land, hopefully you enjoyed the conversation as well. Keep things going on the Facebook page, the the tweeters, and the whatever else we got going on out there. You know, Kate does all the social media stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm still using string, you know, tin cans and a string kind of deal. Um, And so here from gorgeous Hot Springs, Arkansas, Camp Couchdale, Arkansas FFA Camp, This is Brian and Kate and some phenomenal Arkansas Ag teachers here by the Owl Pellet saying thank you very much. And Kate has a great, has an epiphany. We
1: have three, sorry, we have three people that have commented on the post that I made for you all. So if we didn't get to your
0: question, our apologies. The conversation was just really awesome. Yep. So thank you all very much. Keep it going on the Facebook page, answering those kind of things up. Be intentional, teach the context, work with the rest of our teachers we got. Thank you all. Remember, you guys are ag teachers. You work hard every day. What you do matters. Thank you.
1: This podcast is brought to you by the University of Arkansas's online master's program in agricultural and extension education. I know when I was trying to find a master's program, convenience and quality were top on my priority list. And the agricultural and extension education master's degree at the University of Arkansas provides both. online classes allow you to learn at your own pace when it's convenient for you. Pair that with the opportunity to take classes taught by award-winning faculty at numerous partnering institutions across the nation, and you've got yourself a master's degree that doesn't just get you the pay raise. It will raise your skills in teaching, raise your knowledge of agriculture, and raise your standards for what a quality master's program should be. For more information on becoming an online Razorback through the University of Arkansas's Master's Degree in Agricultural and Extension Education, contact me, Kate Shoulders, at 479-575-3799, or check us out at aect.uark.edu. That's aect.uark.edu.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Owl Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate and Marshall, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thanks and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets. Tips for Aggie